turn off the um, turn off the word of God and you don't want to listen to the um, you do not want to listen to the word of God but uh, but you're going to find yourself in trouble let me this this is so good okay, let me go back to um, where we go back here and immediately verse 2 now the chapter 4 revelation and what happened immediately I was in the spirit you see how quick it happened Eh? You change from one dispensation, uh, one order to the other, how quickly? Immediately, I was in the Spirit. You see that now? You're taking over, it's a dispensation where the Holy Spirit. Okay, immediately I was in the Spirit. Okay, and behold what? A throne was set in heaven. Ooh, a throne was set in heaven. Now this is what? This is not a throne of grace. Okay, this is not a throne of grace. Right now we are to come boldly to the throne of grace. But now this is a throne. Okay, so here you can cry grace, grace at this point all you want to. But it's not a throne of grace. Now is it accepted time. Now is the throne of grace. You get that I mean? You accept Jesus as your savior. But right here now is judgment. It's a throne of judgment right here. Follow me? And immediately or quickly... That's why you cannot play game because immediately I was in the spirit and the old throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne. Oh my. One sat on the throne. Not the devil. Not two. Not. One sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow Round about the throne. In sight. Like unto an emerald. And round about the throne was. Our four and twenty seats. And it's describing the the, the, uh, uh, the new events. And upon the seats. I saw four and twenty elders. Sitting. Clothed with white raiment. And they had on their heads. Crowns of gold. And the next verse says. And round about and out of the throne. Notice here. Yeah, it's describing what happened when judgment take, takes over. Okay, I'm going to go back to, to chapter 1. But here it says, uh, and out of the throne proceeds. Notice, lightning, thundering, and voices. That, that's judgment. Okay, that's, that's not the cross right there. It's judgment. Okay. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Boy, you better have Jesus Christ long time before this. Okay? Otherwise, you're not going to go to heaven with the spirit of the world. Okay? So, uh, let me um, pause there because we'll come back. These are good. This is another. So, you understand the difference? After this move, at the close of the church age, that means... The church is over. Okay? And now you go into the kingdom. It's judgment. Now you can say, Lord, forgive me of my mercy, grace, and peace. But then it's not. After these things, what happened? Judgment begins. Okay? Judgment begins. And now it's time, it's time to judge and to give reward. So back in chapter 1, where were we? Chapter 1, verse 4. Says uh, in chapter 1 verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace. You see what I'm grace now? There's no lightning and thundering there. Right? But it's grace. Be unto you. And what? And peace. Grace and peace. Time for salvation now. From him which is. And which was. And which is to come. But remember now by chapter 4. Which is and which was is over. And it's only which is to come. Things that are to come. Remember we sh I showed you that? Yeah. Hereafter. So that moves on into judgment. The hereafter moves you into uh, judgment. And from the seven spirits which are before the throne of God. You can find that in Isaiah. I think chapter 11. The seven spirits of God. And in, also in Revelation. Uh, so. So verse, uh, uh, four, is it 4 verse 5 says, And from Jesus Christ. From who? 
from Jesus Christ who is underline that word because you find it you find it again in the uh, in the seven churches who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's the only way you're going to get in. You have to surrender to Jesus Christ and let him wash you from your sins. You said, no, I have time. No, you don't have time. See, let him wash you from your sins. The only way you get rid of that is through the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanseth us from all sins. And notice what he did. Or what he's doing. And has made us. That's the church age. Not in the judgment kingdom age. But it's now. You missed it now. You're in trouble. And has made us kings and priests. What? Kings and priests. Now, you mean that uh, to be a king and a priest, I just walk in his presence like that? No. I have to grow up in him in all things. I have to be taught the word of God. You don't come and sleep. And then your mind is wandering all over and so on. And you begin to thank God for what you're hearing. Okay? Thank God for the word of God. What you're hearing, you thank God for it. Because it's changing you. It will change you if you, if you let it. And that made us kings and priests. Look, look, look who I'm teaching you the word of God. And I'm not reading some notes all over the place, you know. And I'm, I, It doesn't mean that I'm against notes. But you've got to have a knowledge of the word of God. I'm reading it. Like I'm told by the Holy Ghost. Put it in my mind. See? And it says, and that made us kings and priests. That that you need this title. You need this title to, to if you want to be somebody out there in the kingdom. Kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion for how long? His kingdom is established or will be established forever. So Forever and ever. Amen. Verse 6. Verse 7. Behold he cometh. That's the second advent. He cometh with clouds. And every eye shall see him. And they also which pierce him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail. Because of him. Even so. Notice that word. Amen. Because you need it again. Amen. The amen. Okay. That that means when you say amen, uh, uh, okay, amen. Uh, well, let me save it for the, the Laodicea, the amen, what I was going to say. But remember it, amen, even so, amen. Verse 8 says, Then I am the first, the last, beginning and end, out for the Omega, the beginning and the ending, said the Lord, which, here it is again, which is, and which was, and future, which is to come. Where are we right now? Where are we right now? Huh? Which is. Okay, present. Which is. And which was. Don't tell me I'm as smart as you. Huh? And which was. And which is. To come. Who? The Almighty. Ain't nobody else coming. No other government but the government of the Almighty. And the government of the Amen. When you say Amen, that's it. He is the Amen of God. You don't understand that a preacher he gets his reward. All he has to do is stand and de deliver the message. Whether you believe it or not, you don't have to believe it. You can walk away from it. You can fight it. But he gets his reward. Amen. All I have to do is stand and preach the word of God. And that's it. It's over. I don't have to say, Lord, let them all believe. I, that's not my job. Okay? I don't have the power. God has not given us the power to make them believe. It's faith. They have to have faith to believe it. And you said, I don't believe it. That's not my fault. You have to believe it. Yeah. Or you can believe another voice. 
you can hear another voice and don't hear this voice. And said, oh, the preacher is not telling me right. Oh, you tell, oh well, am I telling you to go out there and do wrong? No, I'm not. I'm telling you the king is coming. But you might not hear that. That's not what you want to hear. But that's what I told you from the word of God. I told you that one dispensation is past. We are in the present and a future is coming. When you get there, two is gone. And one is present. And that dispensation will last forever and ever and ever. Never ending. Amen. It goes on out forever. And who said it? Which is the come? The Almighty. Okay? Set the Almighty. I John. Who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. And in the kingdom of and patient of Jesus Christ. Was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, let, let's go down um, to 19. You find that? Well, verse 18. I am he that liveth and was dead, past, and behold, future, continuous. I'm alive for how long? Forevermore. Who said it? The amen. That means when you say amen, that's it. It cannot be changed. And have the keys of hell and of death. <coughs> write the things. Let's focus on this. Let's focus here. Just help me right there. Write the things which thou hast seen. Alright, remember? He's got to see it. The things which thou hast seen. You want to have a, a preacher that don't see nothing? You, you, because I quote scripture doesn't mean I see the scripture. See? Write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are. Wow, what a job. And the things which shall be hereafter. So what kind of preacher are you going to listen to? Huh? You think he's just sitting down and you're a preacher? He's got to see something. At the word of God. He's got to see something of what God's doing. He's not just getting to talk a few verses of scripture. And tell a story or a joke or crack a joke. That doesn't put anybody in the kingdom of God. This is serious. You've got to understand. He's got to see something. What thou seest. Write in a book. What do you see? What thou seest. Write it upon the hearts of the children of God. Preacher get up and talk about himself and all of that. How good he is. How smart he is. He's not doing anything for you. He has to present Christ. Write the things. This powerful which thou hast seen. And the things which are. Alright. What did you see? What, 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 what happened in the past? Okay. What's going on right now? What's, go what's going to be in the future? And it all has to lined up. The things which are. And the things which shall be hereafter. Yeah. So again. Well I don't know what's going on. All I know is that. Yeah we're going to be caught away in the church. And we're going to get streets of gold. And a mansion and all of that stuff. The man hasn't seen anything. You want somebody. Who. Uh. Uh. Sir, we would see Jesus. And they know where he is. The mystery. Alright, now let me go back to 19. Write the things which are. Okay, so the church age. That's it right there. It began Ephesus. Which are. The things which are. Chapter 2, verse 1. The things which are. Then it continued to Smyrna, isn't it? And... Uh, Pergamos, then uh, Sardius, Thyatira, was it? Philadelphia, and then Laodicea. So here now, verse 19, very focused, underline verse 19. 
Write the things which thou hast seen. And the things which are. And the things which shall be hereafter. So chapter 4 begins verse 1. After these things. After what? The seven churches. When it's over. They fulfill. And Christ has received his bride. Because Christ received his bride. Before the great multitude. In Revelation 7. That's why John didn't even know where they came from. Until after he found out. These are they that came through great tribulation. So there's a company. Great that nobody can number. Who is going to go through the great tribulation. But there's another company. That will keep them from the hour of temptation. And from the wrath to come. But there's something that they have to do. They've got to buy gold. Tried in fire. And white raiment. And has got to let the Lord wash them. In his blood from their sins. Isn't this powerful? Don't you want to shout right there? So verse 20 says. Now it's a mystery. The mystery of the seven stars. Which thou sawest in my right hand. And the seven golden candlesticks. It explains it. You can't make a mistake. Okay. You don't need an interpreter. The scripture explains itself. Let's read. The seven stars are the angels. Unaligned that. The who? The angels of the seven churches. Now somebody said it's Gabriel. No, it's not. It was a man that had on suit. And go home to pork chops or something. Steak. Hot dog. Eat a burger. You get I me? Mean? And he has to wash his feet and get it, you know, like. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it was a minister, a pastor. He's called an angel. But what do you call him? What do you call your pastor? You call him names. Everything beside an angel. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look at me out. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about somewhere else. But you don't understand. Pastors call every name. Beside an angel. But. Was it the spirit. Christ called. Was written to an angel. An angel was not Gabriel. It was a minister. And the Lord addressed him and said. Write it to the, the seven angels. Of the church. It was not. A supernatural angel with wings. It was an ordinary man. That stands in the pulpit. And explaining the word of God. So you don't have respect for the minister. He's just a little, you know, Jesus don't think that way about his pastors. But the church today has lost respect. Who gets the blame? Pastor. No matter who messed up, it's the pastor gets the blame. I'm not talking about just me. I'm talking about general. Because it's insert there. The Lord made sure he put it, call him angel because he knows what they're going to go through. You think it's Easy to go and read the letter that the Lord wrote, and those are the only letters Jesus wrote. He does write them. Seven. These are written by Jesus. It's Jesus that wrote these letters. But thou seest writing a book, told John to write it down and send it to seven. That was coming from Jesus. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand. He was holding that seven stars in his right hand. And the seven golden candlesticks of the Old Testament. The seven stars, I know he explained it, are the angels, pastor, minister, apostles, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher that he gave to the church. He's holding them in his right hand. That's why you can't hurt them. That's why you can't destroy them. Because Jesus is holding them. And when Jesus owed them, nobody can take them out of my hand. Or the hand of his father. Oh, you ought to shout. That's how secure your salvation is. When somebody looks and say, ah, you're going to backslide tomorrow. I said, oh no, Jesus is holding me. I'm in his right hand. 
Oh, your church. No, it's being held up by God. Look at the message. You don't go only by who's there. You go by the word. What are they getting? The strength of the church is not the numbers. It's the word. The mystery of the seven stars. You know, somebody say, oh, if I don't support it, nothing's going to happen. It's going to. You're saying it depends on you. You mean that God built his kingdom on you and I? Well, that's not true. That's not true. We are beggars. We're not contributors. We're beggars. And the only thing that God wants from us is to give him our sins. Hmm? God don't need your talents. Otherwise, he'll go to the angels. One angel killed 185,000 in one night. How many could you do? We are gunshot. Praise the Lord, we won't. We find the nearest bed we can go on. The mystery of the seven stars reached out. I don't want you to notice it because God bless us today. Thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. Notice, the seven stars are the angels. Help me. Of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So you have the seven churches and the angel. Seven candlesticks. Seven, seven, all seven all over the place. Get it? It's not beautiful. And he explained it. So now, he explained that so you understand what the angels are, the candlestick, the uh, the church. The, so now, with that introduction, he moves us into chapter 2, Ephesians. And that was the greatest church. The church in Ephesus was the greatest church that ever was. Now, down to the seventh church, Colossians. Uh, we need to look at a few little things right there. Um, the church in Revelations chapter 3, start at verse 14. It's called the church in the Laodicean. Follow? And notice he wrote, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodicean. Is that that? Yeah. Right. These things said he verse 14, yeah. These things said the amen. Remember it's the word amen? Remember I told you about the word amen? These who? These things says the amen. What does that mean? When he said amen. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 you can find that. Put it up. And we'll come back here. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. You find it? Let's start reading it. Verse 20. Look at this now. It's important to compare scripture with scripture. Verse 20. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 said. Notice. What does it say? Read. For all. For what? For all, can you read louder? For all the promises of God in Him, in who? In Christ, are what? Are yea, what the word, word yea means. Yes. And in Him, amen. Yes, unto the glory of God. But all the promises in Him are yea. And amen. Remember Paul says, it's not yay yay and nay nay. But it's yay and in him, amen. So who's writing to the seven churches and in Laodicea? These things says the amen. Not the yay yay and nay nay, but the amen of God. That means that's it. So now we are at the close. At the church age, it's not going to be changed to a nay-nay. Or maybe. I'm a guess so. But it's a yay-yay. 
and amen. It's going to be. All of the promises. What does he promise? I can stay all day telling you. So the next event now. Remember now. He's closing out the church age. With a amen. With a yay yay. And he's faithful. And he's going to go over now to the kingdom. Amen. So the church age come to an, an, an end. Amen. And the kingdom is going to be open. Amen. Who said it? The faithful witness. Verse 14. Go back to. Revelations chapter 3. Verse 14 says. And unto the angel. Of the church. Of the Laodicean right. These things said they who? Amen. And I just showed you the faithful and true witness. We'll get that after a while. Faithful and true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. That means a new creation coming into being. Chapter 4, chapter 5, the kingdom of God. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Well, I feel good. Now, the church in Laodicea and the church in Colossians had seemingly a close relationship because Paul, let me give you these scriptures, Colossians 2, just turn there till we get back, in Colossians chapter 2 and verse uh, and verse 1 you have Philippians then Colossians you find it chapter 2 and verse uh, verse 1 can you read with me for I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at who at where Laodicea so, so here we're talking about the Laodicean church, right? And Paul said, I have a great conflict. But who was he writing to right here? The Colossians. You got a book in there called Colossians? Where you are right now? So he's telling the Colossian church that I have a great, uh, that you knew what great conflict I have for you, Colossians, and for them at Laodicea. For, and for as many, have not Seeing my face in the flesh. What does that tell you? Here was a church started. Colossians. Possibly addition. But I'd never seen Paul. Never seen Paul. They read Paul's letter. I want to show you. So here's a danger now. Of a church. Going off. That never had. It started. Going on. But never had a real apostle or man of God. Over it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. And Paul said, you've not seen my face in the flesh. I've never been able to come to your church. Colossians and Laodicea. But I write to you. They've not, uh, what's the next verse says? That their hearts might be comforted, be knit together in love. And unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledging of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. All right, now go to Colossians 4, 16 and 17. Colossians chapter 4, verse 16 and verse 17. Change it to chapter 4. Go ahead, read. What does it say? 16. And when this epistle. Look at that. Follow, follow careful now. I'm, I'm throwing this you know, on the side so you understand where you're coming from. And when this epistle is read among you, what epistle? The epistle of the Colossians. What instruction is Paul giving? Cause that it be read also in what? The church of the Laodiceans. 
and that you likewise read that you what? You likewise read the epistles from the Laodicean. So there was an epistle to the Laodicean Islam. Maybe there was not even enough interest to keep it going. It's lost. Verse 17 is it? And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou art received in the Lord that thou fulfillest. And you know this man, if he was touchy, he would get upset. You can't be touchy when you do the work of God. You have to be corrected. The safety of the church is to correct it. The church cannot run itself. No more than a child left alone. Or you have the babies and the kids and leave them alone. I said, oh, I told you to, to take care of yourself. The church doesn't take care. That's why God gave parents to the church. Apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists. They are parents, supervisors. Because the church cannot take care of it. So here Paul giving instruction. What does he say in verse 16 back up? And when this epistle is read among you. What epistle? What epistle? The epistle to the Colossians. They're going to read it. He said the, the minister, the angel is going to get up and read it. That's the pastor. Cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodicean. Send it over to the next church or close to the maybe 10 miles. I don't even know. But send it over to the Laodicean church and let them read it. And that you also are likewise read, get the epistle to the elite Laodicean. Did they get it? They should get it. So Paul said, go get the, there was an epistle written to the Laodicean, go get it and you read it and lend them yours to exchange copies. But make sure you read them. Did they do it? But here's, here's a man of God instructing them what to do. He said, but they didn't have to do it. Then they would be in trouble. They would be in trouble. Because there's an order to God. You don't think that is an order to the church? U.S. military has an order. How much more of the church? And U.S. military will come to an end one day. But the church... Faced out in the kingdom is forever. My Lord. You ought to be shouting. It's because we were brought up not understanding who God is. We wild. Gentiles. And we don't believe there's an order to God. I do whatever I want to. And the moment I hear there's an order to God. I get upset. But there is an order to God. The church and the kingdom. And you know why? The reason why we don't have power. We don't see the supernatural healing, deliverance like it used to be. Because no respect and no order. No fear, no reverence. We don't pray. We just come to church, clap our hands, sing and hear a few little messages. And what? We don't know what's going on. We are untaught, untaught and learn. See? But <coughs> Paul was telling them, till I come. Give all diligence to reading. Make sure you read the epistle. Now, if Paul told the Colossians to read the Laodicean epistle, we don't have it. But we have the letter that Jesus wrote. And that's good. The, the epistle might be lost, but we have the letter. Chapter 3, verse 14 to 20, I think it is. That's the letter. That's a whole lot there. I, I would spend now and the next month trying to explain those things. But this is beautiful, isn't it? It tells you the state of the church and what's going on. And say to Archippus, tell him, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord. Somebody said, no, no, don't talk to me like that. I'm, I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm, I'm capable of, I know my ministry. I know my, that, but that's not what Paul said. He said, go tell that man. Take heed to his ministry. That means pay attention. Stop focusing on the world. Get, get, get your attention more off the world and get in Christ. Just like how you know we put Christ only on Sunday morning and it's a secondary thing. You are going to lose. 
Because carnality, you know what carnality means? Not just. But carnality is, don't pay attention to the word. You focus on something else. Your mind is taken up with more things than God. God is not in all your thoughts. In other words, you're, you're perfectly satisfied to put God second. You never make a sacrifice for God. I will hear of God. Oh, that's secondary. That's secondary. And you think your little job down here on earth is more valuable than the kingdom. You don't know that? Yeah. You, you, you'd leave the things of God and run after a hot dog. I'm not talking about you. I mean you. Not you. God knows the thoughts. God knows what's in my heart. And I don't have to prove it to you. God knows. How many times you kneel down and pray? How many you read the Bible? What do you do in the morning when you get up? Run off to work, get a cup of coffee? That coffee is more valuable than God. They see what I'm saying here from the word. And say to him. Take heed to the ministry. Which thou hast received in the Lord. That thou fulfill it. Now. To be. In the bride of Christ. You got to fulfill. The ministry. What's your ministry? Or your ministry. Can be anything. Whatever your hand find to do. You help clean the church. You help water. You have put the garbage out. Oh, Jesus is not going to do that. An angel is not going to do that. Hmm? Are you too good? You, you're missing a reward. You think God's going to give us a reward and you don't do nothing? Oh, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You walk up to God and what have you done? I haven't done anything for God. But I pay my tithe. That belongs to the Lord. That's not yours. That's not your, the tithing off is not yours. You say that's my, no it's not. It belongs to the Lord. Have you read the Bible? Or you read it upside down. The tithe belongs to the Lord. Bring it all into the house of God. That's not yours. No more than the taxes is yours. U.S. government. They don't even ask you. They take it out. Why? Because it's theirs. And if they overcharge you, they give you back the little bit that they take from you extra. Maybe $10. I had my hopes up one time. Somebody called me and said, we overcharge you on a bill. And I'm so excited. I could see $1,000. That's what my thought. So I couldn't wait to call them. I couldn't wait for them to mail it. When I called them, you know what they said? We owe you $10. So I said to the lady, why did you call me? <laughs> I sent me that message. Honestly, I'm, I, I thought, man, I you. Because we had paid a lot of lot of bit lot on that bill, and man, I'm a, remember, I'm, I gave it to you, didn't I? I wouldn't even go to the bank for that. Ten dollars. You know, you put the hope up. I could see a little vacation or something. You know, just ten. I was so disappointed. So, uh, verse eighteen said, "Let me go go back here and close, begin to close." And unto the, yeah, all right. And unto the angel, where are we now? Chapter 3, verse 17. Yeah, go to verse 17. Let me begin to quickly wind it down. Uh, uh, Revelations now. Let's go to Revelation. I'm finished there. But you get it? Show you that there was an, an epistle to the Laodicean that the Colossians should read and vice versa, right? And because thou sayest, verse 17, am I verse 17? I am rich. You have to guide me. Go to verse 15. Yeah. We don't want to, because I've been going over these things, you know, because a lot to say. Verse 15 says, Notice there, I know thy works. What? You can say all you want to. All right. I know thy works. And you can go out and give. Somebody the wrong impression. Or you can pretend to be something you're not. But remember. There's only one person you're not fooling. You can fool everybody. Okay. But one you cannot fool. Is the Lord. The Lord said I know your works. 
Powerful. Just like you can fool the boss. And you think you're hard working and because you work when he's there, but when you're gone, when he's gone, till one day find you out and said, I know who you are. He said, I know thy works, <laughs> that thou art, and your works was, you're neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold nor hot. And I showed you last week because if you're cold, you can produce a cold drink in a hot day. And if you're hot, you can produce a, a what? A warm uh, drink in a, excuse me, in a cold day. And because, uh, so then, all right, here it is. Here's the judgment. Here's the judgment. Let's read it. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor do. That's the end when you're spewed out. That's the end of the church age. And what spewed out, remember, what spewed out become a power, a part of the false church, the false system, Revelation 17, and ride the beast. Are you, are you getting it clear? Revelation 17, what spewed out of his mouth was not good enough to be in the kingdom. It spewed out. And many will go to the great tribulation and many, chapter 7, will wash their robes. In Revelation chapter 1, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood. But in Revelation 17, I mean 7, Revelation 7, they have to wash their robes in the blood of the Lamb in the great tribulation. So you better let him wash you now. Don't let him spew you out. Don't let him spew out this church. And if you allow demons to work and operate. What do you think? You can't come to church and let demons take over. You have to push the devil out. Otherwise God spew you out. You come and there's no spirit, no anointing. Unto the angel of the seven churches. He tells the pastor what he wants. Yes, but don't tell us. Like when the, the, the pastor got the letter and the, the congregation said, don't tell us what he said. He has to tell you. Otherwise the church spewed down. You don't understand. We are living in an ignorant age. Unlearn. Oh, we know mathematics. We know algebra. We know Trigonometry. We know history. But I don't know nothing about the word of God. But that, all of that knowledge is not going to get you in the kingdom. It takes the knowledge of the word of God. So then because thou art lukewarm. Here's the judgment. The final. Here's the judgment. Here's what's going to happen. And neither cold nor hot. I... Will spew thee out of my mouth. No more word. No more word. Because thou sayest, here's, and here's the key. Here's, here's what they did. They charged the indictment. I am rich, naturally, financially. You come in here and you're making money and everything exalted. I don't need God. I don't need the church. Nobody talk to me. Look at me, Mr. or Mrs. B. Don't talk. That's what they said. I am rich. And increase with goods. My God, look little old me now. Look at my bank account. And I have need of nothing. Not even God. I know it's not. But here, they're rich. But they're ignorant. They didn't know. That they were wretched. No, notice that. And I need to slow down and explain that to you. Take time. Wretched. Miserable. Poor. Blind. And naked. What a charge. What a charge. But they thought they were rich. What a state to get into a church. Where you look at anybody's rich. 
And they're naked. They're poor. Blind. And you ever seen them? Tormented with demons. Miserable. They can't sing. They can't shout. One time they used to praise the Lord, but they, the devil successfully shut their mouth. One time, praise the Lord. But now, and demons. And you know what? The church lost discerning. Unless you've got a gift of discerning, you can't see the ugly face. Because when demons come in, your face change. But you don't know it. You think everybody's wrong and you're right because he twists your mind. That's the state of a church. Poor. All these are demonic spirits. Poor, blind, wretched, miserable, naked. I need a sermon to go on that. Poor, blind, wretched, miserable, and naked. I told you it's so wonderful. That's the end of the church age. Poor, blind, wretched, miserable, and naked. So, what, what do you do? Yes, there's people being saved still. But you're going to have to be like, was it Joshua? And Zechariah? Yeah. The high priest? He was clothed with filthy garments. And the Lord had to take it away from him. That's what the Lord has to do. Take away the filthy garments of the flesh from us. And give us a change of raiment. Closing. Because thou sayest, I am rich. That, that's what they said. I'm rich. Increase with goods. And I've need of nothing. And know it's not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. What a state. What a state. Huh? And naked. Can you imagine? Blind and naked. You're blind. A blind. And they're naked. And they're miserable. And they're wretched. And they're poor. And they're deceived that they think they're rich. Oh, look at the rich spirit. You know, rich in spirit? Look at me. Don't talk to me. No, no, no pastor going to tell me what to do. No angel is going to tell me what to do. I already know it. Rich in human spirit, but you're poor in God's spirit. All right, next verse. I counsel thee. No, no, listen to listen to counsel. Listen to the word of God. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in fire that thou might be truly rich and white raiment that thou mayst be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayst see. Next verse. Notice what he's doing. You think that when you're being corrected is because the pastor or the angel hate you? It's because of love. When Jesus come down and correct me, that Jesus is not going to do it. He has an order. Okay? No more than the policeman that arrests you on the street. Well, if the president comes, the president or the governor not coming. There's authority passed on. As many as I love, I rebuked and chastened. Ah, ooh. I like that church. They don't rebuke you. That church doesn't love you. Be zealous, therefore. Come on. Don't sulk and pout and hang your head and leave the church and get in mood and back talk and all that. Be zealous. Cry out. Put a zeal to it. And repent. Don't drag your feet. Don't get upset. When you hear a correction from God. Be zealous and repent. Oh God of mercy and me. Help me Lord. I'm poor. Blind. Wretched. Miserable and naked. The pastor said I am. But he didn't do it. It's a word. Guess what? What? Pastor said I'm blind. Poor. Wretched, miserable. I didn't say. It's there. Which was and is and is to come. I didn't say. It's to come. Which was. We're right there now. Which is. 
But you want to get out of that unclothed state and become clothed in the righteousness of Christ. As many as I love. Tell the Lord, give me the spanking when I need it. Before I was chastened, I went astray. In closing, one or two verses left. Behold, here, here's still a chance. Look at that. It's powerful here. Here is where he's at. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That means he's on the outside. Right? He wasn't on the inside. But the door is your heart. He was now shut up. I could go to Psalms and show, I mean, Songs of Solomon. When the Lord was on the inside, then they put him out. Okay? And the bride went to bed. And she hears our Songs of Solomon. You can read it, chapter 5. She went to bed. And she heard a voice, but she wouldn't get up. And by the time she got up, it was late. He was gone. The old I stand at the door and knock. That's your heart door and knock. But he's on the outside. You have to pull and let him in. If any man hear my voice from the inside. And open the door from the inside. I will come in to him. Why? Probably because he's on the outside. And will sup with him. And he with me. To him that overcome it. Will I grant a sacred. Look at the, look at the reward. Because the throne is now about to establish in chapter 4. Get me? Still, he's giving them a chance to make it in the Laodicean age. To him that overcome it, will I grant to sit with me in my throne? That's the throne of David. Even as I also overcame and I'm set down with my father in his throne. So you have the throne of God. And the throne of David is getting ready to be established. Luke chapter what, 1. Lord will give unto him. Throne of his father David. The last verse says. Let's all read. He that Adam here. Now this is not just this. But his spiritual understanding. Let him hear. What the spirit said. Unto the churches. Give the Lord a praise right there. I 